Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. This is Megan Anderson coming to you from the Anxious Procrastinator. I am so excited for this podcast today because today I'm talking about a wonderful thing that I learned over Facebook the last couple of days, and it's called You Are So Worth the Wait, Girl. I am excited for you guys to see this because just a couple of days ago I was on Facebook and I was looking at my page and I was just seeing all these wonderful posts up from like Christian artists and Christian singles out there. And then there was this one post that really hit me and it's by wonderful Amy Weatherly. And she talked about, you are worth the wait. And she talked about her husband and how she met him and that he was worth the wait and that they are worth the wait and that you are worth the wait. So I wanted to go down and talk about like what she thought about it. And I just want to say that the biggest thing I found with this, sorry, I'm looking at my phone right now, is that I love this part. It said, even though she's still messy and seriously flawed and sometimes hard to deal with and hard on herself, becoming her was worth the wait and the work and the tears and the lessons and the endless nights of prayer that she was there all along. She just needed some good old polishing that she just needed to be reminded who she was and what she was working for. And that's what I love about it. And before that sentence, it said, after thinking I always be the girl who got left out and kicked around, after assuming always being a girl plagued by doubt and people pleasing, and after worrying I always be the girl who was riddled with insecurity and confidence issues, do you know what I said about that, about the woman I am? And it said this, even though that she is so messy and seriously flawed, sometimes hard to deal with and hard to be yourself, it's that she was worth the wait. And I feel like as Christian women, We seriously forget who we are when we keep thinking that marriage is going to fix us. You know, a lot of us are just discontent with our lives, with our singleness, because we see everybody else's story of getting married, of having kids, or getting in a relationship, or getting engaged, is already happening. And we just get FOMO, the fear of missing out. I think that is my biggest flaw right now is the fear of missing out. And I feel like as a single Christian, I need to learn to be content with my life. And I need to be grateful where God has placed me in my life. Because those things, when I start being grateful for things, when I start putting God first, those things will come into place in the right time and the right season. But I feel right, like right now, a lot of single girls just don't feel like they're worth it. Like my biggest struggle is that I feel like I'm not lovable. And it's not that I'm not lovable. I am. I could love on anybody so quickly. That's just my personality. I'm empathetic. I understand. I can be there for people. But I feel like the generation of guys right now, they just hold back. They're not really jumping into relationships because of fear of rejection, fear of pain, fear of getting committed to the wrong person. And we just feel like, as my generation, we feel like we get afraid to be in committed relationships because of just not people being committed, one. And two, the divorce rate is considered really high right now. I feel like the reason why the divorce rate is so high is because people run into relationships too quickly before they get to know the person, before they get to know who they're getting in with. And I feel like a lot of times people run into relationships to one, fix their problems, and two, try to fix them. They expect the other person to fix them. And those are the things I'm going to talk about today for this little podcast. It's like why it's important to work on yourself 
alone with Christ and be in a space right now where you're not worried about marriage, you're not worried about getting a relationship, and you're not worried about a guy giving you attention. Because, girlfriend, you are so worth the wait. You don't want to jump in a relationship with a guy who is not committed to Christ. So, right now, I'm going to be looking up a few things that I think will really help us today. I feel like the biggest thing and number one thing that people really want to get in relationship is fear. Fear is a huge thing that steals joy away from our life. It is a joy killer. It is the one thing that pulls us away from Christ and pulls us into habitational sins. And it causes us to sin more instead of believing that God will provide for us. So I want to talk about a verse that everybody hears when they're anxious. And it's by Philippians 4. And it's verses and it's verse 6. And it says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, thanks with thanksgiving, let your requests be known by God. Sorry, tongue twister. Woo! But that's the truth. And, you know, I had a mentor this week tell me about writing down verses. So I kind of put my little intro into it. And this is what I said for this verse. Do not be anxious about anything. Everything in your life, not one thing I should be anxious about. And I put that in parentheses. Nothing, nada, absolutely nothing. I shouldn't be worried about my job. I shouldn't be worried about the economy right now. I shouldn't be worried about the COVID-19. I should not be worried about anything, not even my relationship status. But by everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known by God. Let God know how you're feeling right now. If you're afraid that you're going to be alone the rest of your life, cry out to Jesus. Let him know your fear. Let your let him know your contentment. It is not a weakness when you talk to Christ about this. It is actually a strength for you because when you start to admit those flaws in your life, when you start to admit those things in your life that are causing you discontentment, you're going to figure out That fear does not have a control over you because you're starting to focus more on Jesus. We should not be anxious about everything, about anything. Your anxiety should not be controlling you. Another verse that really has hit a lot of us with fear is 1 Peter 5, 6. And it goes, 1 Peter, sorry, 1 Peter 5, 7, correction. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. We should not be holding on to anything that scares us. No fear, no anything. Like if you are feeling the burden of anxiety because you're afraid you're going to be alone the rest of your life, you're never going to be lovable, you need to cast that fear onto Jesus' feet because he's the only one who should be carrying that burden. You shouldn't. Because girlfriend, you are worth more than that. God and Jesus, Jesus really loves you and cares for you. He would not die on the cross if he didn't care enough to die for your sins. So you are worth more, girlfriend, than the fear in your life. Number two reason I feel a lot of people get discontent in their singleness and why we think our worthiness is in a relationship is loneliness. We feel that a guy is going to complete that loneliness in our life and we let that emotion eat at us. We let it continue to destroy the peace that God has put in our hearts because we feel like a guy is somehow going to fill that void in my life, my life, because he's supposed to make me feel not lonely. Here's the thing, girlfriends. Guys don't have a clue about anything. 
I could talk to one of my guy friends and it just like my emotions go way over their head. They just don't understand it. That's why God created community with women. Because women understand each other's problems. We're there to build each other up. We're there to be for each other. We're there to help each other. But the biggest problem I see in Christian communities with girls is that they want to have guy friends who can understand everything they're going through. And I'm going to give you the big beat down about this. Ain't no man in your life going to do that. They don't know how. They're fixer-uppers. They're problem helpers. The type of people who want to fix things. They're not the type of people who are going to be able to sympathize sometimes. Sometimes they will. There's not, I'm not going to say every guy is like that. I'm just saying most population of men don't understand how a woman works. So your best option is finding a mentor to help you through that loneliness, to make affirmations every day, to teach you how to claim those Bible verses that are in the Bible and recite them every day and have that accountability partner. And also with your loneliness, you want to be with a mentor who has been through the battlefields before you. They know your loneliness. They know your anxiety. They they know your fears of singleness and how you're discontent. And they're going to be the ones to speak truth in your life. You want a, a very wise mentor, a woman mentor to come in your life. If you're a woman, if you're a man, have a man mentor come in your life and speak to you about these things because those are the biggest issues of why girls don't feel like they're worthy. Those are the things I feel like a lot of girls feel anxious about. And I feel that that's one thing we deal with a lot with Christian communities is we feel like if we don't have a relationship We aren't successful in our life. And that's such a horrible, horrible thing to think. And I don't want any girl on this podcast to think that. But you guys, listen to me. You are worth the wait because Jesus Christ has created something so powerful in you that no guy is ever going to complete it until the day of Christ because Christ is the only one who can complete you. And the last thing I feel a lot of girls want to get in relationships right now, number three, biggest thing is they don't feel beautiful enough. They've never had affirmations in their life where they felt like they were beautiful enough. They were strong. They were smart. They were this. Or they just didn't have fatherly figures in their life who could do that. And this week, I chose my word my word of affirmation this week was beautiful. That was my struggle. I thought that being in a relationship will make me more beautiful. And I'm going to tell you, that is a big fat lie because relationships brings out the worst in you. You are dealing with somebody who is broken, who has a lot of sin in their life, who has a lot of issues in their life. And you have to deal with somebody who isn't always going to have their life together. They're going to have breakdowns. They're going to have issues. They're going to struggle just like you are. And you can't be somebody who sits there and gets mad at them and be like, well, you know, they did this to me and they did it on purpose. And it's like, yes, there will be hurtful words in a relationship. Yes, you're going to deal with a lot of stuff. But girlfriend, you're not going to find your worth in a guy because a guy is going to be so flawed that he might pick out your flaws. So you need to be very careful how you put your relationships out there, how you put yourself out there. Because if you're trying to seek a guy, they're all going to sense that, like you're seeking for a husband and they're all going to run. But I'm just saying, back to the topic, your beauty does not come from you being in a relationship. Your beauty comes from Christ. It comes from knowing him and knowing who you are through him. And that's where you start doing the affirmations every day. That's where you get up in the morning and you pick five to 10 affirmations 
and you just go from there and you pick maybe one or two for the day and you go with those affirmations. And like what I do is I use the version Bible and I'll go in and I'll say like beautiful or strong or powerful. And I use those verses throughout the day and I write them on a piece of paper and use them throughout the week to help me to realize that this is who I am through Christ. So this week I picked beautiful and I'm doing a um, Bible plan on the version, and it's called... <laughs> which I'm looking at it. Sorry, right now. It's taking a few seconds. It's called, here it is. He Calls You Beautiful. It's a five-day devotional by D. Brestine. There you go. Sorry. Sounds a little, ooh. But it's been helping me so much to see the beauty in myself and who Christ sees me. So they're doing the Songs of Songs, or that's the ESV version Bible says Songs of Solomon, because they all think it came from Solomon. We don't know. But throughout history, they say he did it. So I'm going to read the first chapter, and it's verse 15. Now, I want to give a back history. A lot of times, young adults are told not to read the Book of Songs songs because it can be considered sexualized because it uses some sexual terms, like breast and a gazelle. And somehow, with our little puny brain sometimes, we can put our heads in the gutter and we can get so caught up in this and the sexual terms that we forget the beauty behind this. And I want to read this because I feel like this hit me a lot this week. And I really feel like as we're reading this verse, you need to understand that's not how God sees this verse. This is how he sees it. So I'm going to read it to you. It says, Songs of Solomon 1. 15. Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are doves. Like, seriously, think about that for five seconds. You know, we all want to think a guy's writing this to us, but let's face reality. Guys don't write that stuff anymore. They really don't. So how do we take this verse and take it from sexualizing it to not sexualizing it? We take it like this. The Songs of Solomon is the bride of Christ. We are the bride and God is the beloved. He is the one in here, my beloved, she says, and he's writing this and saying, hey, behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. You are, your doves are like, ah, your eyes are like doves. And I think that reminds us of like, doves are considered very pure and very beautiful, and very loving, and that's what we should show. Our eyes should show the purity of Christ. Our love becomes from Christ, and this really hit me this week. You want to know why? Because God is saying this to me. Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are like doves. When we take this narrative and we put it in God's voice and we put it in the way of how he loves us, how he loves the church and how he wants us to feel when it comes to our husbands someday for some of us, we need to realize that he loves us and we are beautiful through him because he empowers us with the Holy Spirit. And when we choose to stop letting our singleness define us as a failure, we will start to have the power of peace in our life. We'll find gratitude again. We'll find joy again. And that's what I found this week. You know, the devil has been hitting me with a lot of doubts because my job's getting a little crazy and there's a lot of doubt with people in it. But that means I just have to work harder and do what God's calling me to do. But that also means that I have to see the beauty in everything. I'm starting to see how beautiful I am because of this verse. And it's taught me this week that nothing 
can separate me from the love of Christ. Nothing, not a thing. And that's where you girls need to figure that out. You know, in that little um, Facebook post by Amy Weatherly, I posted, I wanted to also say the best part about singleness is here's like the top three things you need to do. You need to evaluate who you are, because if you don't evaluate who you are, you'll never know who you need to be when it comes to a relationship, because you'll be trying to people please. You're going to be trying to make that person happy. And you're not going to find peace. It is not your job to make that guy happy. Yes, it's great to feel love. Yes, it's great to feel all these types of joy out there. But you need to figure out who you are before you get in a relationship. And that's by knowing a relationship with Jesus Christ. Girls, that verse really says it right there. Song of Solomon says it. Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful beautiful your eyes are doves we need to be reminded that evaluate who you are do the affirmations read the bible get those verses and claim them because when you start claiming them you'll know who you are in life evaluate what you what is in your life and what isn't also to know who you are know what you can do and what you can't do Because when it comes to a relationship, there will be boundaries where you will have to say, I can't do this for you. You have to figure it out on your own. You have to go to Christ and you have to talk to him. And there's going to be points where your husband or your boyfriend or your fiance will say, I can't do this for you. You have to find Christ in that. And that's where you need to figure out who you are. Whose you are is how you're going to find out who you are in life. Because if you know whose you are, who you belong to, nothing can separate that from your life. Nothing. And once you find out who you are in Christ, once you find those verses, once you start claiming them and believing them and affirming them, you're not going to worry about a relationship in your life because you're going to say like, Jesus will provide for me. Jesus is doing everything in my life and Jesus is going to show me the way and he's not going to leave me nor forsake me. And that's the biggest thing. Once you find out who you are, you'll know who you are. And once you start affirming Christ in your life and you start asking him and thanking him and praising him, you'll start to get the joy back in your life. And the third thing I find that really, really helps you to really, really be content in your life, find joy again. Number top three in life. Happiness is not going to be the thing that's going to satisfy you, but joy will. It is a peace that surpasses all understanding. When you find joy in life, you will not let any situation bother you. Not your singleness, not your discontentment, not your job situation, your college situation. Nothing will distract you from Christ because you'll find joy and love in him again. When you find that joy in Christ, you want to share it with everybody. You want to illuminate on that with people. The biggest thing I found with joy is people say they find joy through me, through my smile. It's contagious. There's My mother said there's like a twinkle in your eye and people just love it because I have joy. Even in the toughest time, people always see my joy when I don't feel it half the time. And that's the biggest thing as women of Christ, as godly women. We need to find joy in our lives because if we lose that, we lose out on who we are in life and we lose the evaluations of what we need to do next in our life. Because girlfriend, you're always going to have issues with a guy. 
But a guy is not going to make you happy and he's not going to make you feel worthy. And the last thing I want to put number four on here is you're worthy. You're worthy to have that job. You're worthy to be in that college. You are worthy to walk into that building and you are worthy to be standing next to that guy who doesn't think anything about you because girlfriend, you are worth the wait. You are worth the wait. I want to end this podcast with the wonderful Proverbs 31. I know all of you hate listening to that. I know a lot of you hate it. A lot of you love it. Depends on your preference and what time of season you're in. But I wanted to end with this because the words of King Lemurlier, um, he is the type of king who has gone through a lot of struggles, a lot of affliction in his life. And he goes to a wise woman in his life. And that woman is his mother. And she's a very godly woman. And he talks about, she talks about what you need to look for in a wife. And I want to read the end of it because I really feel like you need to affirm this today and I need to affirm this today. And this is what it says with Proverbs 31, 30 through 31. And it goes, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord should be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her work. Praise her in the gates. And that's what I want to leave with you girlies. Charm is not going to get you, guy. And your beauty is going to be pretty much disappearing. Because guess what? You can wear a ton of makeup. You can wear all the right clothes. You can get the right job. But it's not going to get you a guy in life unless you are going to praise God first. And that's what I feel like. Charm is deceitful. And beauty is vain. Or as it says, fleeting. It means it doesn't last. But a woman who fears the Lord should be praised. If you love God and you want to serve him, then start getting off your feet and serving others. Because guess what? Someday that guy may walk through the door, maybe in a couple years, and he'll just see you and be like, oh, that's her. And it just will all fall into place. And that's what I want to leave with you guys today because you guys are worth the wait. You are worth the wait. Right now is your time to figure out your life to work on the things in your life that you have been broken with. And next podcast will be part two of Your Worth the Weight. We're going to talk about things in our life that has held us back from going for those relationships or for really, really, really reaching out to those guy friends. But I'm so excited to start this new, I'm going to probably call it maybe four, three to four part series called You Are Worth the Weight. And I can't wait to share this journey with you guys. I hope you all love this. I hope you're all listening to it. I can't wait to share more of my wisdom with you guys. Hopefully, this is helping you right now because it's helped me so much to do this. And I can't wait to share this all with you. So you all have a wonderful week. I can't wait for you to share this and like this on your page, share it with other people. And hopefully, we all get to see each other soon. Bye. Bye.